Hey, this is Lucky Yates. Hey there, this is Jimmy Simpson. Hello, this is Brad Sherwood. Hi, this is Claire Coffey. This is Andy Daly. Hey there, this is Kevin Durant. Hi, I'm Chris Barnell. Hey, this is TJ Fines. Hey y'all, this is David Hoffman. You are listening to Next Level Radio. Have fun. It's time for the Showcast. And now, here they are, those pop culture junkies and your hosts, Ben Beck, Adam Gorey, and Steve Richards. All right, welcome into the first Showcast Spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network for 2017. I am your host, Adam Gorey, and co-host is Ben Beck today. Steve is... I don't know what Steve's doing. I, I, haven't, talked, doing I haven't talked to him in a while. <laughs> uh, but again, this is the first podcast for, for 2017, and we're excited to talk to a gentleman who was on a, a new CBS show that Ben and I are both hooked on. It's like a competition show called Hunted, and if you haven't checked it out, basically uh, nine teams of two people have to essentially disappear for 28 days and not get caught uh, they're essentially uh, faux fugitives on the show, and it's really great and really something I'm not sure I could do. But anyway, we, uh, we're we talking to cyber analyst Landon Stewart. And Landon, um, first off, thanks thanks for joining us, obviously. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I mean, t- tell us a little about your role on the show. So, so I mean, you're in the, um, like the control center, basically, right? Yeah, I'm in the command center. I'm a cyber intelligence analyst along with Charles DeBarber and Mike Cole. My main job was focusing on their digital put, like the devices they left behind, uh, emails, anything that was on the internet or anything that was on a machine was kind of like my wheelhouse. Cool, yeah, and I mean, in the first episode, I know even you were uh, you were kind of the one who, uh, not to spoil too much, but you were kind of the one who found the realized the calendar had some um, some writing above it, right? Yeah, which yeah, is kind of cool. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, analytical technique doesn't change between, like, computers and, like, regular analysts, right? You analyze things, you all kind of use the same method. So it was just lucky that, like, I picked it up at that point and looked at it and, you know, shot it out there to the team. Yeah, yeah that's got, I mean, is that, like, when when you do something like that, whether it's on the show or, or just in real life, like, I mean, that's got to be kind of, uh, like, heart racing, I guess, right? Yeah, those are the best moments. Like, you guys are lucky in the show. You don't get to see all the boredom and all the like, analysis. <laughs> but, like, that breakthrough moment where, like, everything comes together, that moment's awesome. It's like scoring a touchdown. It's great. Yeah. It's what, yeah, one of the things I'm actually enjoying about the show is, you know, as Adam said, it's it's nine pairs of uh, of people that are, you're basi- they're basically competing and almost going to be the possibility of getting paid just to avoid the authorities. Which uh, is definitely an interesting concept, and like Adam said, I don't know if it's anything I could do as well. Because I, I know we're only two episodes into the show at this point, and there's already uh, a little bit of a spoiler. There's already been at least one pair that's already been caught, and it, it surprises me that it's usually by little things that get these people caught. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we live in a world that's digital and it's connected. So even if you're doing everything perfectly, if you move into the wrong position, do something slightly wrong, you just send out a signal and then you're caught. 
I mean, there's always a way to avoid being hot, but that's also, you know, related to how uncomfortable you're willing to be. Like, if you're willing to be in the center of the woods with no phone, you know, drinking rainwater and eating bark, then, yeah, you can kind of stay away. <laughs> but as human beings, you know, we like comfort. We go towards comfort even when we're stressed. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think – oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I <laughs> I was I was just gonna say I think I would be caught within uh, probably a half hour when they checked my Snapchat and I was like <laughs> on the run. Uh, I would be I would be done for. <laughs> I had joked with some of the other guys in the command center that they would have found me in the first car they had Yingling on draft. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I wouldn't have lasted long either. Yeah, I mean it's because and that was something I was actually going to ask you too. I mean because you are on obviously you're on the authoritative side of this. You're one of the people yeah. that are trying to catch you know these these pairs that are out there if the tables were ever turned do you think that this was something you could ever do basically with the knowledge that you have of how it's done uh that's actually a really great question i think i would have the basics down right like i'd understand what to do from an investigative perspective like i'd be like okay they're going to be looking for x y and z Mm-hmm. But there's a whole rest of the alphabet that I can't plan for. Yeah. There are so many randoms and there are so many things that occur. And a plan only survives first contact. So that's what would worry me is trying to deal with all the variables while running away. Yeah. So I think in the process of like me trying to like wager on variables on should I do this or should I do that, I would get caught just sitting there. <laughs> well, what's while, like, like trying to plan my next move? What um what is uh, obviously you know on your show you're a cyber uh, analyst intelligence all that stuff so how did you kind of I guess where did you get into that you know how, what have you done outside the show or before the show that kind of got you on the show Oh U.S. Army that's what definitely got me into it uh, okay. I was in the army for ten years and I got lucky and I got into the intelligence program and I got even more lucky that I was chosen to be in the flagship group of cyber intelligence analysts. Oh, so cool. that's how I learned it. Well, yeah, and, first, thank you for your service, obviously. I mean, um, uh, what um, – or sorry, I lost my train of thought. Where, like, <laughs> how did you get on the show then from there? Uh, my uh, companion, the guy in the snappy purple uh, <laughs> shirt, Charles, <laughs> yeah. was initially contracted by CDS. And he's like, hey, you got to go talk to my buddy Landon. You know, we work at the same company. You know, he's really great. And then he was like, hey, you have to meet my boss, Teresa Payton. So that's kind of how we all got drawn into the show. Okay, so so, cool. so you guys have actually, quite a few of you already knew each other outside of the show then. Uh, yeah, I work with Charles and Teresa for my day job. Okay. So that's pretty cool. What, what kind? I'm curious because I mean, obviously, with as a cyber analyst, you work a lot of technology and you do have the military background. But what other kind of background uh, do you need to become like a cyber analyst? I think the main thing is patience and creativity. Those are the two things. It's like anything: the amount of hours you're willing to put into it, and the fact that like you never stop learning. Like it's kind of like the human body with like a doctor. Like a doctor never stops learning. A new disease shows up. You know, a new technique evolves, and you have to learn. Computers yeah. are the same way. Technology is constantly changing, so you're always studying something new, and you're always trying to catch up. Yeah. So yeah. 
And that's and that's something that these shows usually tend to not show. I mean, if you look at shows like CSI, where they solve the crime within like a forty-five minute time period, and <laughs> you know it, it takes weeks upon possibly months to get this stuff done. And you had that earlier as well. Like we don't get to see all the boring stuff. You know, the yeah. the edits of the show make it seem like that. Because I remember, I think it, it, I think it was even the first episode. There was one point where they were showing one of the couples, and they were like, "Oh, such and such has been on the run." Uh, for like eight days now. I'm like, eight days? It's been 20 minutes of the episode. Yeah. I thought that too. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's what... So you the, guys missed... Go oh, ahead. Uh, you guys missed the seven days of headbanging in between, <laughs> yeah. you know, the cool moments. Yeah. So, And that's something that we didn't mention too. I mean, the premise of the show is that they have to... So they pretty much have to outlast you guys for 28 days. And if they do, they win $250,000. But... The, the the concept of the show is interesting because there might and we don't know obviously you do at this point but there might necessarily not even be a winner if you catch everyone. Uh, yeah, that that could always be the case that there you know might not be a winner. I mean, if you get caught, you get caught. Yeah, are you, are you allowed to tell us if there is a winner? <laughs> I am not allowed to speak on that. I don't want to know. <laughs> okay. I I don't want to know to be honest with you. I'm I'm enjoying watching and. So am I. I didn't get to see what the fugitives were doing, of course. Uh, yeah, true, true. So I'm getting yeah, to I mean, have you... all these aha moments watching it. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, uh, one other thing I've been curious about, too, when when they did this, and were you guys trying to catch all of these couples at one time, or were they at different time periods? Um, they were staggered, but okay. at one point, you can kind of... At one point, it kind of, like, was that they were all there at once, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, they started at different times, but there are times where, you know, all of them were... It was were... like a ball growing, like, as it, like, goes down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I mean, I gotta imagine trying to catch, even, like, in, like, real-life work, not just on the show, but, like, trying to catch one has to be... To completely different than catching like four or five like do you ever get stuff kind of mixed up like oh i got this clue oh wait that was for this person you do in the beginning but as you do it more you kind of don't like you learn how to like section off your brain between cases or okay. you know targets so but sometimes yeah you'll be calling one person one name and one person another and it's like are we talking about the same thing and then everybody runs back to their desk and looks at their notes, and they're like, ah, oh, no, you were actually talking about this. But <laughs> as you do it more and you get into a groove, you kind of, like, learn how to separate them. Yeah. Well, what's, what's um, I mean, as as far as catching criminals and fugitives on or off the show, what's, you know, I know uh, you had hacked into an email on, on one of the episodes. What's kind of maybe a constant that really ends up being something that usually does people in or that they don't think about that, you know, you can easily access that basically gives them up. Uh, I think I'd be hammering in the point that the show kind of has, like uh, the internet never forgets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't. Like, we're all lucky because we grew up in a time before everything was recorded on the internet. Right. (laughs) But, like, you look at, like, young people now, every single thing they do on the internet is, like, saved. So all those embarrassing high school moments are there forever (laughs) for, like, this generation of, like, kids. So it's the same thing now. You think that you delete something or, you know, you think that there's a small piece of information that isn't important. But when you have professionals constantly surveilling it, they're going to find something 
and tease out a clue on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a little bit of a computer science background, too, from college. And I mean, there's been moments in the show where you see the contestants or, the you know, the so-called fugitives saying like, oh, well, I'm going to delete all my social media. And even I'm sitting back. I'm like, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like that's utterly pointless. Well, remind me to remind me to change my Gmail security question away from my favorite <laughs> sports team, at least. <laughs> it's a pretty easy one to figure out. <laughs> um, you know, you've been you've been doing this profession, you know, before the between the military and and obviously work afterwards. You've been doing it for a long time, and technology has certainly come a long way, including the growth of social media. As you know, kind of into a boom with you know facebook twitter and all these different you know instagram and all these different things all these different platforms that are out there i'd have to imagine that the existence of all these different social media platforms i would have to imagine that kind of makes your job easier um in actuality when i look at all these social media platforms it kind of like gives me this like weird moment where i think it's like wow people volunteer all this information right Mm-hmm. Like, people worry about, like, government surveillance, but there's all this information that you're putting out publicly that would make, like, real surveillance on you not needed simply because you're giving it all away anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't think about it. Like, every single portion of our life now is, like, starting to become digital and be on the Internet. And it's, you know, exciting, but it's also scary because of the privacy that we're getting up. Yeah. And not even knowing it consciously. Does that mean you tend you yourself tend to stay away from social media because you know how it is, or are you just a little bit more careful about what you put out I there? I tend to stay away from it because, like, I'm kind of like asocial, like most like nerds. I don't have like much to say. Like, you want to get me talking about like Star Wars or something like that? And, you know, Yo, we are the perfect it. podcast for that. Yes, we are. <laughs> I'll fall away from it, like. You'll notice, like, I don't say, like, a lot on the show, but I was, like, going for, like, being, like, the Boba Fett of hunting, <laughs> where it's just, like, everything I say is really cool, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't need to say much. Maybe I can, like, get fans based around that. Uh, well, as long as you don't meet the same fate as Boba Fett. Yeah, Sarlacc. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the, the Sarlacc pit will get you. Yeah. Although I hear they are, they might make a uh, a solo Boba Fett film, which would be sweet. Yeah, that would be really sweet. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, you know, I'm looking at your bio and <clears throat> like you mentioned, 10 years in the military, in the army, uh, NSA, other agencies, and, and currently with uh, Fortalis, uh, like a private uh, firm in D.C. How, how, if you can explain it all in, in layman's terms, does uh, like real world work for you compared to what you did on the show? Um, like I said, the process is the same. Investigation is investigation. Like you can't really fake that successfully not on a reality show anyway right. like you said like you have a slight computer science background if something were wrong in what i was doing it would immediately stick out to you You'd be like hey wait that's bs yeah so for the show to work the way it does it has to be real otherwise it would just fall apart like you definitely see the man behind the curtain very quickly oh yeah yeah without doubt i know you uh from what we've seen of you so far in, in the show, you, you work in the command center and you know there's obviously command center people and there are people that are out in the field helping with this as well. If it's something you've never done before, would you ever want to get out into the field to try it? Uh, <laughs> in the army, I've been in the field and I figured out like I'm better in the rear with the gear. Like, I'm a smart guy. Uh-huh. Like, know your strengths. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I could see that because I don't know, I don't know where I would where I would fit. Like, obviously, I, again, I do have the computer science background, so I, I'm not, I'm pretty technically savvy, and I don't know which I would enjoy more. To be honest, I don't know if I'd like to be in the command center or be in the field. I think I'd take either one, actually. Yeah, yeah, Just being a part of the action. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see the captures and everything, and you're like, man, it would be cool if I was there chasing that guy. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, would I even like be able to find him, or would I just be like lost in the woods standing in a tree or something? So yeah. I kind of have both of those. But like, you want that definite adrenaline of like human contact and grabbing somebody and being like, your time on the run is over. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. totally awesome. Although yeah, for the show's purposes, that would be cool. In real life, I think maybe I'd rather just stay in the car when they do that. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'd have to imagine the guys out in the field are are, are liking this because all it takes is they just have to like just kind of touch yeah. them and say, your time Seriously. on the run is over. Okay. Whereas in real life, they're probably going to fight a little bit harder. A little bit of a pushback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But- they're going to fight back. <laughs> The awesome thing that you're going to see on the show is, even though they know that, you know, it's simulated, the seriousness is still there. And that's one of yeah. the coolest things that you're going to see is that, like, even though these guys know it's a game, they're not going to turn it off. Like Andy, the uh, guy over in, in uh, operations, the Navy SEAL, like, he was still a Navy SEAL while he was there, even though, you know, he was doing a TV show. Same thing with, like, Ri-Fi, like, Georgia SWAT. He still had that mentality. Like, that mentality doesn't go away. And none no. of that professionalism, even though it's a game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've I've done, in like, several years ago, I did a couple, like, police ride-alongs. And the, the ride-along part was uh, was all I needed. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think it would be cool, though, to kind of, like, I mean, I have nowhere near the experience or wherewithal to figure out how to hack somebody's Gmail account, but I think it would be cool to to do something like that and kind of like break a case wide open so that those guys in the field, you know, can find the the criminals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing about stuff like you talk about, like the Gmail, it's all about time. It's like a prison. Like you'll never build a prison that somebody can't break out break out of. And you'll never build a computer system or a network that somebody won't be able to break into. Ultimately, it's all about time and the amount of effort that you're willing to put into to make something like that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned, too, you know, one of the coolest things about the show, and you're even seeing it early on in these in these first couple episodes, is, you know, the intent you mentioned the intensity is still there. Uh, from the hunters that are out there searching for the the people that are on the run. But I think you notice it too, at least in a couple of them, the intensity's there with the fugitives too. I mean, they're playing yeah. this for real and it's, <clears throat> I mean, they're one of the most interesting couples and again, I don't want you to spoil anything for me as if you even could, but, um, you know, there's a couple, David and Emily and this guy, David, man, <laughs> he is, he's intense. Like he's playing this as if he's really on the run from the that's, law. That's the gang member, yeah. right? The former gang member, right? He's the guy that's yeah. been arrested yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah, David's awesome because you see that, like, he turned his life around and he's a great guy and he's doing all these wonderful things, but, like, mentality doesn't change, nor yeah. does method of thinking. So even though he's not a criminal anymore and, you know, he's defending and he's doing great things, he can still put himself in that mindset, and that's why he's awesome to watch. Yeah. Have you had the opportunity because... to meet any of these contestants since? No, 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 no. I have not met any of the uh, fugitives. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I keep calling them contestants, but they're they're more like fugitives. <laughs> I mean, they're contestants in that they're playing for money, but they're they're really fugitives in the in the case of this too. Do you think? Yeah. Um, do you think? So, I mean, we've seen you know you see on the show some people will kind of just um, call friend after friend to kind of try and stay hidden that way and use like a network of people they know. And there's a couple that did completely opposite and is just trying to live in the woods. Do you um, you think one of those might have more success than the other? Well, you have to think about it like this. If you're contacting people and you're in a small, closed-in area, right? Like, you right. Have to, like if you compare it to, like, GWAT, like, if you're going into the Swat Valley in, like, Pakistan and you don't know anybody and, you know, you're a foreigner, you're never going to tease, like, a person out of a closed-in, close-knit group of people, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if one of those people makes a mistake, it causes dominoes where the next one does, the next one does, the next mm-hmm. one does, and somebody finds you. Uh, when you go to the woods, it's expansive, but you still leave tracks, you still leave footprints, you're still a person, you know what I mean? Like you're still going right. to affect the environment that you're in. So both of them have their positives and negatives, and both of them are totally doable. Yeah, it's it's more, it, there's one way or another, whether it's digitally or physically, there's always some kind of trail. Yeah, yeah, there's always a way to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like, yeah, as I mentioned earlier before, too, like we've seen some simple mistakes get some people caught in this show. So it's um, – and it's easy for us as viewers to sit at home and be yeah, like, oh, I was that's, thinking that too. Like, oh, your that's best friend? What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> Why did you use that ATM? You should have known better. Yeah, right. Like it's – yeah. You know, there's all these, yeah, there's all these tricks. It's very easy for us to sit at home and say these are mistakes. But when you're under that pressure, that pressure can get to you and you could very easily make these mistakes while you're out there. Yeah. Yeah. I I 100% agree with you. Like the 18 hours, not knowing where you're going to sleep, just the stress of, you know, are these guys behind me? You know, are they just setting me up right now? Yeah. So it causes you to make mistakes. Like, when placed under stress, that's a natural human reaction. We make small mistakes. Yeah. Even the best of us do. Yeah. Yeah. The paranoia factor would be yeah. <laughs> ridiculous if I had to do this. Like I would be every little thing I heard or saw, I would think would be somebody trying to chase me. The closest like analogy I could have to it is like when you watch like a horror movie and you're like, oh my God, how did you trip? And let it get yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's like really, movie. you went on the boat and it's just like, when you're watching it externally, yeah, it seems, you know, dumb. But, like, when you're actually getting chased by the knife-wielding maniac, yeah. you know, your yeah. thinking becomes a little less clear. Yeah, that's that's why you run upstairs instead of outside Yeah, yeah. In, a, in a horror movie. But one of the other things I find interesting, too, just in the, the two episodes that we've seen, is I find it difficult sometimes to know who to root for. Like, I don't know if I root for the hunters or I don't know if I root for the fugitives because there are times where I'm impressed by what some of the fugitives do. I mean, using David again as another example about something um, I won't go into too much detail for anybody who's seen it. But, you know, a ruse he pulled with a rental car. And I find that impressive. But I also find it weird that I'm kind of sort of rooting for the bad guys at that point. (laughs) Because the fugitives are technically the people you're trying to catch. It's your job to catch them, and I'm rooting against you <laughs> at times. You know, but then, I think it's designed to be that way. Yeah. Look, and, man, I'm rooting yeah. for you. Don't, don't listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, brave is brave, and smart is smart, regardless if it's 
the fugitives or the command center. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it is a game, and nobody's really being bad. So, yeah, I think it's cool that you can root for the fugitives sometimes, and you're like, run, come on, get away. And other times, you know, you see the command center and you see the high fives, and you're like, yeah, they got them. That was great. So I think it's cool that they give you both of those perspectives and allow you to kind of, like, make your own decision about yeah. how you feel about a given scenario. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, with David and the, the rental car thing, I was rooting for them. And, and at that time, I was I was rooting for I was like, yeah, but that was that was really smart. I was well done. And then there's another time just using you as a prime example when you were trying to get into his Gmail account. Same guy I was just rooting for. You know, you I, I think it was David that whose account you were trying to get into. Yeah, yeah, um, I think it was. And the, but the Lakers pictures all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you actually did it and you figured out the date he you know, he got the account. I was rooting for you at that time. So it's, I know it goes back Sorry. and forth. It was the heat. Miami. Yeah. Heat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's one of the coolest things about it is that you get to see both perspectives and you get to like be there with us and then be out there with the fugitives too. But yeah, even me in the command center, sometimes even though I'm going to catch them because I'm a professional, you know, I'm gonna tip my hat. I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, dude, that was that was awesome." Yeah. Thanks for making this all look dumb. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you know, sometimes you just have to give credit where credit's due, and it's like, "Wow, yeah, you fooled me." Okay. Yeah. Well, is, is there? I mean, kind of piggybacking off that, any concerns, um, whether it be with you or, or any of the other people in the command center, any concerns that the show is gonna, you know, kind of hint to real life fugitives how how to evade police? Um, I think all that stuff's kind of out there anyway, and I think that we're taking things that already, people already knew and showing it in a new, exciting way and showing the actual procedural part of it. In terms of, like, giving somebody, you know, tools to be able to run with, I think it's the opposite. I think, if anything, it should kind of scare you. And That's true, yeah. Like to a, do something like bad because, yeah, that you know that there are professional people looking for you and that they're going to go over every single piece of information to catch you. And that's why nobody won? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. You I'm just watching. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, uh, Landon, we really appreciate you spending some time with us. Again, Hunted is on CBS Wednesdays at 8, 7 Central. Uh, I am assuming, and again, I couldn't find a Twitter. Um, I assume you're, you don't have like a Twitter or Instagram in Drew Boba Fett fashion? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't tweet. I am a non-tweeter. Okay. All right. Well, well, maybe we'll see a uh, a second season roll around. I can't imagine why we wouldn't, and, and hopefully you get invited back, and maybe we can have you back on the podcast. Yeah, that would be cool. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, everybody, thank you for listening, and uh, welcome into 2017 for the showcast. And uh, we'll have more podcasts coming your way. And make sure you check out nextlevelradioonline.com for the other podcasts on the network. And again, thanks for listening. Bye.